Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. You know, last week um, I got back from a trip to Ireland. I went over there with my family for a few days, and then my wife and I stayed for a few more days for a uh, business event that was over there. And I got to tell you, out of all the places I've been fortunate to travel, um, Ireland was just wonderful. Uh, I think it was just the warmth of the people. Uh, beautiful country, but the people were just so dang friendly and inviting. And uh, one evening I was over there, my wife and I uh, were in the hotel after dinner, and we started talking to a gentleman that was sitting next to us, and his name was Donald, and he ran an organization that helped promote local farmers and ranchers get their food products placed in markets and restaurants throughout Ireland. Um, the name of the organization he worked for was called Good Food Ireland, so you can look that up. It's actually a really neat uh, business model. They go out there and they, they kind of help just promote these local producers and make sure that their food can get in local markets and restaurants and hotels and things like that. So Donald was a, just a, a charming man, uh, just very warm, and we had a great conversation, talked to him for well over an hour. And as we talked, we got around to the point he asked why we were there and, and what brought us to Ireland and, and what we did for a living. And I explained that I help clients uh, with long-term care planning. And he was intrigued. He, I mean, in, in all honesty, he started peppering me with questions. And it turns out that Donald's father, who was 92 years old, was just entering into a long-term care situation. And Donald and his brother were really just in the process of trying to figure out what to do with him and what was the best way to handle this situation. His mother had already passed away. Um, before she passed, she was in long-term care for nearly three years, I think it was. So he was familiar with the long-term care situation. Now, a little background on Ireland. They have a national health program that is managed by the health service executive. It's, it's called the HSE in Ireland. And the HSE is responsible for allocating funds to pay for things like long-term care services. So they don't use long-term care insurance like we do here in the United States. It's just a government-run program. And I will tell you that as Donald and I talked about how our countries handle long-term care situations, Donald was intrigued by our situation. The idea of private insurance program to help afford the cost of care was something that they just didn't have over there, and he found that very interesting. Now, this was kind of a, a surprise to me because I know that many Americans and, and even many politicians today think that you know we need to model our health care system on Europe's that the socialized healthcare system is the way to go, and that's where the United States should be moving. And, you know, simply a single payer for all medical costs, including long-term care, and that payer will be the government. That'll be Uncle Sam. But when you have a chance to sit down and talk to someone who is part of those systems, you know, whether it's in the U.K. or Canada, or in my case, it was Ireland, you're going to find out that it isn't always as wonderful as it seems on the surface. And this is exactly what I did with Donald. I started asking him. I picked his brain. I got you know, really into the questions with him. And I was really surprised at how the long-term care system worked in Ireland and was intrigued by the differences. Now, Donald and his brother were concerned about getting the right level of care for their father because the government option isn't as simple or as robust as you might think it is. You know, it's not a one-size-fits-all like we think of. Like, oh, well, we the government program's going to handle everything that's going to be great. It turns out that the long-term care system in Ireland is a lot like our Medicaid system here, meaning there is no free lunch. And also, one of the things that stood out to me in Ireland, apparently you want to be in the government-run facilities um, as opposed to the private facilities there. Apparently, the government-run facilities are the nicer ones with the best levels of service, and many of them have a waiting list for people who want to access them. So, you know, they're not all identical. It's, it's like some are better than others, and the ones that are better are the ones that people want to get into. Now, this is just the opposite. If you know anybody in the Medicaid system in the United States, I mean, there are some exceptions. There's some nice places that will accept Medicaid reimbursement. But if you ever get to just a pure-run Medicaid nursing home, those are usually the ones that you want to avoid. That's kind of the last resort type of place. So it was kind of polar opposite in Ireland. Ireland, 
they really the, the government-run agencies or facilities, I should say, were the ones you want to get into, but they weren't free. They weren't cheap. And so this is the deal. In in Ireland, it's just like our Medicaid program here in the United States. In Ireland, you you can keep um, you can't keep your assets and your income and have the government pay for your long term care. There's just no free lunch in Ireland either. Even though everybody thinks, well, it's a socialized government program, it's the system set up, but it does turns out it just doesn't work that way. So Donald was explaining that in order for his father to receive care in one of the government-run facilities, his father would have to put his house up for collateral. So the way they look at it in Ireland, a little bit differently, technically what you're doing is you are borrowing the money to pay for those long-term care services in that assisted living facility, and you're using your house as collateral. So then when Donald's father dies, the property would have to be sold to pay that loan back to the government you know, for the, for the money that he, the cost basically that he incurred while he was in that facility. And if that sounds familiar, that's, you know, in the United States, if you're a single person and you burn down through your assets and you end up applying for Medicaid, Medicaid will do the same thing. If you have a house, they will put a lien on your property. And then once you pass away, they will go back in and your family has the right to either pay that lien off or to sell the property. And, you know, the government will, will collect the money that they owe out of that equity in your property. So what Donald was really concerned about was the fact that he and his brother had to decide if they wanted to save their father's home or if they wanted to use it to pay for the care. So put it up for collateral and borrow that money and just walk away from the family home. And so if they didn't do that, if they wanted to keep the family home, then Donald and his brother would have to come up with the difference because his father was basically living off of his pension and that's all he had. And that wasn't enough to pay for a facility, an assisted living care facility that's run there in Ireland. So Donald and his brother were also facing another issue. If we're going to help pay for this care for dad, well, the cost of care, you know, it's dollar for dollar. There's no discount on this. There's no leverage. And his father, if if his father spent $8,000, well, they had to come up with that $8,000 to pay for that care. And the thing is, when you think about this, if they can't come up with that money, they're just borrowing it. They're just eating away the equity of the home, and the home's going to get sold, and that's how it's going to get paid back. Now, what was lingering in Donald's mind and his brother's mind as well, too, was the amount of money that they had already paid out for his mother's care. And this is what left his father in this situation. His mother was in care for years, and they basically burned down the family savings, paying for her care. So now what it boiled down to is his dad had his pension. He had his house. That was it. There wasn't enough money to pay for the care that they needed. So when I started explaining what long-term care insurance is and how it works, Donald was absolutely fascinated. Because remember, in Ireland, they actually started talking about making long-term care insurance possible back in 2001, but it never really came to fruition over there. So again, it's just this government program, subsidized program, but you still have to pay for the care when you get there. And so I was explaining to him that the amount of money that they spent taking care of his mother probably would have been more than enough to buy long-term care insurance for both his mother and his father. And if they didn't use the plan, if neither they didn't need long-term care, they would have got the money back. And when I explained this to him, he was, I mean, he was giddy. He, he, he was just actually giggling. He was like, seriously, that, that's just, that sounds too good to be true. And, and again, this is from a perspective from somebody that lives in a country that doesn't have that option to put a long-term care plan in place. So this was really, you know, I, I think what was intriguing to me, I just loved talking to him because it gave me a different perspective as well, too. To Donald, it seemed like a wonderful idea because they didn't have this option. And they looked at it, and now that his mom went through long-term care and his dad was facing a long-term care situation, thought, well, insurance would be ideal because we could protect the assets and we would know that we would have a source to pay for this care. And this was just, you know, he was envious of our options, but I, I was laughing at him because I said, you know, there's a lot of people that are, are envious of the European model. They think that that is the answer, that the government program is the answer. And he looked at me and he smiled and he says, well, it's not. It's not as good as it sounds. So I'm going to continue this discussion here. I'm just looking at my clock here. I'm going to sneak in a quick break here. But when we come back, I want to continue the discussion talking about some of the advantage that we have with long-term care insurance planning and what is different about our program versus the government programs out there. I'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. 
Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you repositioned some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for their next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. Do you know that 7 out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us. But the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, and welcome back to the Long-Term Care Radio podcast. You know, if you're new to uh, this, you just stumbled on it on the radio. We are on several radio um, stations out in Washington and in Colorado. So if you just stumbled on this for the first time, we actually have our podcasts put up on our website at 525longtermcare.com. And we keep about a year of those podcasts out there. You can also get it on iTunes. You can ask your smart speaker to play it. Uh, Just ask them to play the Long-Term Care Radio podcast with Brian Ott. It'll pull up the episodes on that as well, too. So, um, again, this is just really an informational program. We're going to talk about things that you maybe need to consider or think about for long-term care planning. And the reason why is in, in the United States, the st- statistics are just, you know, they're, they're right there in front of us. Uh, after age 65, nearly three out of four of us, it's about 70% of us are going to end up in an extended care situation before we die. And so that is something that you just need to be aware of. That's why we want to think about this and start making steps today to help offset the consequences in the future. And one of the things you can also do, too, is join me for a class. We have two classes coming up here in May. The first one is going to be on Thursday, the 11th, and the second one is going to be on Saturday, May 20th. Now, those classes are identical. We just kind of try to do one on the weekend in the morning, and then we try to do one during the week so that depending on your schedule, hopefully you can make make time to, to get to one of those. And it's about 45 minutes to an hour. It depends how many questions we get because what we do is we go through the material, what long-term care is, what it pays for, what your different options are, asset-based versus traditional plans, what Medicare and Medicaid pay for. And we're going to work through all that. And then at the end, I'm going to answer questions that you guys can send in. So it is a live webinar class. So go to 525 longtermcare.com and you can sign up for one of those upcoming classes here. Now, if you just joined us, I was talking about meeting a gentleman over in Ireland who was in the process of putting his dad in a long-term care facility and they were really just struggling on how to pay for it. Either he and his brother had to subsidize his father and pay for that care or they had to put their house up, his father's house up for collateral and borrow the money from the government to pay for that care. And this is a tough situation and, and there's several factors that go into play here. Number one is how long will Donald's father need care? And this is the same thing that faces all of us. What is the magnitude of that care situation going to be? This is the most obvious unknown and and one of the biggest problems when we start trying to figure out long-term care planning solutions. 
there's a big difference if we're going to try to sell fun between a plan that go, you know, something that lasts two months, an event that's a few months, or an event that's several years. I mean, some of these cases, like the longest cases that are on claim right now, 12, 14. There's one active claim out there that's 22 years and it's still going. So it's a big difference between a few months and a few years as far as cause goes. And also Donald and his brother are trying to figure out if they assist their dad and they help pay for his care so they can keep his house, can they really afford to do that? If his dad only needs care for a few months, hey, guess what? That's, uh, yeah, we can probably do that. That would be the right way to go. But what if his dad lives for another five or six years? And that was something he was saying. is like, you know, my dad's 92, but he's actually pretty, pretty good shape. And this was the gamble that they were trying to figure out. If they put their dad's house up for collateral, they can pretty much say, well, if his, you know, that's going to be, the, that's going to be the resource to pay for the care. They're going to borrow that money from the government. And even if his dad spends more than what the house is worth, there's no downside to him. So the government's not going to come back to the kids and say, oh, you owe us some more money. But if they end up paying for care for their dad, and let's say they do it for a year, and then their dad rolls into year two, and they pay it for two years, and then they finally tap out, and they say, we can't afford this. Now we need to put the house up for collateral. Well, they're going to lose all that money that they paid for a couple of years, and they could very well lose the house too. So again, this is something that you know we're all facing when we're trying to figure out how do we pay for care if we're self-insuring. And one of the big things is, you know, it's dollar for dollar. You're paying for that full price, that dollar of care. And actually that dollar of care most of the time is going to cost you more than a dollar. And what I mean by that is if you're just using savings, you got cash out in the coffee can in the backyard, yeah, pull out a dollar and you can pay for a dollar of care. But if you're using income, well, how much income do you have to earn to net out a dollar? You know, in the United States, we've got Social Security, Medicare tax, federal income tax, well, they have taxes like that in Ireland as well, too. They have a 20% flat tax on the base amount of money that you earn, and then it jumps up to 40%. So they have to figure that in. How much do I really have to earn? $1.30, $1.40, $1.50 to net out that dollar. And, and also, if you're using assets, if I'm selling off stock or I'm doing something like that to pay for the care, well, again, it's going to cost you more than a dollar. Same problem we have here in the United States. If I use a retirement account, that counts as income. I got to pay income tax on that. So I've got to sell a dollar thirty-five of my IRA or a dollar thirty of my IRA to net out that dollar. If I'm just selling my my stock, my my you know uh, Microsoft stock that I've had forever, I've got to sell a dollar twenty-five of that stock because I got to pay that twenty percent capital gains tax. So I've got to sell a dollar twenty-five of that to net out the dollar. So when we're looking at this, you're sitting there saying, well, what does a dollar of care really cost when you're paying for it? People just think, well, it's $6,000 a month. We'll come up with $6,000. But you're going to either have to sell more assets than that or you're going to have to earn more than 6000 to net that $6,000 to pay for that care. And this is a common problem that we face, um, you know, everybody faces. The cost of care just becomes so much more expensive because people don't think about it in gross versus net and what I mean by that is you earn a gross amount of money a year, but you net out a sp specific amount of money, which is after taxes. Well, that net amount is what you use to pay for things. And it's the same in a long-term care situation. So let's look at, I want to spend a few minutes right now just talking about some of the advantages. And again, this was such a new perspective when you're talking to somebody that doesn't have the option to get long-term care insurance and explaining what it does and how it works and in our country, we have the option for long-term care insurance, and there are several advantages of having a plan. Number one, it gives you immediate leverage. And what I mean by that is that, you know, we're going back to when, when someone like Donald's looking at paying for care for his father, they don't have any leverage. And again, they're going to have to earn more money to net out that dollar versus insurance automatically gives you that leverage, meaning that that dollar of care is going to cost you 33 cents or less. And I think that's the, a, a simplistic way to look at what long-term care insurance is. What we're simply doing is we are buying a bucket of money to use in the future at a ex severe discount today. And that's going to be, like I say, $0.33 cents or less. And some of these people that are on these you know, 20-year claims on long-term care or 10-year claims on long-term care, I mean, that, that dollar of care is probably costing them you know, $0.02 cents or $0.03 cents at this point. So it's a significant discount. So when we buy a long-term care insurance plan and we put that in place, the number one reason why we do that is because it's a stopgap. We know that we invest X amount into that insurance plan. 
but we can have unlimited long-term care production. That's our leverage. And without that insurance, we don't have any leverage. We have to go out and earn a dollar thirty or a dollar forty to net out that dollar to pay for that dollar of care. The second thing that long-term care insurance does really well is it protects our assets. And I think this is what a lot of people really are worried about. You know, you work hard, you build up a nest egg, you have a house, maybe you have a second home, you have some automobiles, maybe you have some some uh, antiques or something from the family. But what happens is if we have to start selling assets, whether it's stocks or whether it's real estate, we end up having to pay taxes on that money. And again, we're having to sell more than a dollar's worth to net out that dollar to pay for that dollar of care. And what happens is when we don't have enough income, like Donald's example for his father, his father has pension, that's it. That's not enough income to pay for care. So what do you have to do? Well, you either have to borrow excuse me, you have to borrow the money to make up the difference, or you have to start selling assets. And it's the same thing that we face here in the United States. If your income level isn't enough to pay for that care, you got two choices, borrow the money or two, start liquidating assets. And so long-term care insurance really does a great job at protecting our assets, protecting our nest egg. The next thing it does that I think people forget about is it keeps you in control of your care options. So just like in Ireland, they have different facilities out there, and the better run ones are the ones that people want to get into, and those are the ones that cost the most. It's no different than here in the United States. So if we have assets, we have insurance, that gives us that source of income to pay for care. It gives us more options. The problem people have is when they burn through their assets, and if they end up on Medicaid in the United States, they don't really have a lot of say on that. There are some facilities out there that say, hey, if you pay for a a bed in our assisted living facility for three years and then you run out of money, we will accept the Medicaid reimbursement so you don't have to move. But a lot of people don't have the resources to pay that three years. And so what happens is they go straight to Medicaid and then Medicaid is you become a ward of the state. Medicaid is going to put you where there's an available bed. You don't really get to stay in control of your care options. And you're certainly not going to say, hey, I want to stay in my own home, so bring somebody in seven days a week, you know, 10 hours a day on Medicaid to take care of me. That's not going to happen either. So the idea of having long-term care insurance is to provide that source of income, those tax-free benefits, so that you have the money to pay for care, which gives you more options and helps you stay in control of your care options. The next thing that I want to touch on here that long-term care insurance does really well is it provides the coordination to help manage the care. So again, this is where Donald and his brother were really struggling. They were having to go out and look at the different facilities and try to figure out one that would work well for their dad. That's what they were trying to do. And so when we have a good long-term care insurance plan, like my own personal plan, I have a concierge-level claim support service. So what happens is we call that insurance company and say, this is the event, this is what we need for our clients they will help us find a situation that's appropriate. And what I mean by that is that some facilities are going to specialize in cognitive impairments and some are going to be just only for physical impairments. So you need to understand what the level of care you need is and what the level of service those facilities provide. So again, we have that team of professionals that can help us and our families make sure that we're getting the right level of care from the right providers, whether it's in our home or whether we choose to move to a facility. The next thing that it does, which is a big thing, this is what we named our company, 525. That's an IRS tax publication titled Taxable and Non-Taxable Income. Long-term care income is tax-free. And the thing is, not only does it come to you tax-free, it saves you taxes because you're not having to liquidate assets and pay taxes when you liquidate those assets. Because remember, income pays for care, not assets. When we say, oh, I've got $10 million, well, where is that money? Is it in retirement accounts? Is it in stocks? Is it in real estate? Because unless it's cash in the bank, you have to actually liquidate those assets, turn it into cash, turn it into income basically to pay that care. And you're going to pay taxes along the way. And the last thing that it does really well, it protects your loved ones from the, the physical and the emotional burden of having to manage and provide the care for you. And this is something that Donald was facing. Him and his brother were really trying to figure this out. They were both busy. They were both working full time. They're saying, look, this is a lot to put on our plates, but we want to do it right. But we understand that it is just going to be, we're limited to the time that we can really throw into this. So this was a struggle that they have and a lot of us have. 
I need to uh, squeeze in a quick break here. I'm looking at the clock here, so i got to take a quick break for the news. But stick around. When I come back, I'm going to introduce you to David. He is 73 years old. I'm going to show you how we set up a lifetime long-term care benefit plan that will pay his estate back more than he put in if he doesn't use it. I'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio podcast. If you're new to Long-Term Care Radio, at the bottom of the hour, um, you know, on the radio, I have a news break. On the podcast, we don't have that. So if you're listening on the podcast, you're probably saying, why does he always say he takes a break for the news? Well, it's because of the radio programs that are out there. But at the bottom of the hour, we always bring a client of the week. And the client of the week is really just, you know, it's designed to show you how we went through the process and set up a plan for our client, what was important to them, why we settled on the type of plan that they wanted. And this week, my client is David, who is 73 years old. He's retired. He lives alone. David's wife actually passed away a couple years ago from a bout with cancer. Uh, David has two daughters. He has four grandchildren. And he sought us out for a plan, you know, especially after going through, you know, with his wife being a caregiver, basically, after going through that process, he says, you know, I don't want to pass that burden on to my girls. They both got young kids. He goes, they've got busy lives. And if something happens to me, I just don't want to be a burden to that. So he's, you know, looking at us to see if there's something that made sense for him, a way that he could put a plan in place and maybe not have to be dependent on his family. His number one concern, of course, was, well, first off, let me back up from this. He called us and he's like, you know, I've been looking at this, I've been thinking about this for years, but when he was, you know, like 68, his financial advisor told him that he was too old to get long-term care insurance, that he should have done that in his 50s. And again, that always just, uh, it, it just gets me going because folks, that's just not true. Don't ever listen to that. I mean, we have programs that go up to age 80. I've actually got a couple specialty programs that go up to age 85. It's your health that really determines your eligibility. And David had plenty of options at 73. So anyway, Number one, after caring for his wife for years, David saw firsthand how much time it takes and kind of the effort that it puts on. And, you know, he was just explaining that that I don't want to do that to my kids. And I know that just managing somebody else's life 24, seven hours a day, he goes, that's a big time constraint. And I don't want to do that to somebody else. I would rather hire somebody and bring them in or move to a facility someplace where I could get the care that I need so that my kids don't have to worry about me. So that was his number one concern. He doesn't want to be a burden on his on his daughters. He doesn't want to be a burden on his grandkids. Um, another thing that he was really worried about is he wants a dedicated source of money to pay for that care. Because what he was saying, like even watching his wife, you know, he's like the costs add up and they add up in sneaky little ways. Like things that you usually do, like taking care of the grass and doing this and doing that. He goes, you don't have time to do that anymore. And, you know, he looked at that and he says, you know, I just, I, I, I want a do- dedicated source of money so I don't have to liquidate my assets and I don't have to worry about, you know, am I spending too much money taking my kids to Disneyland or grandkids to Disneyland or whatever it is. He said, I don't want to have to worry about that. I want to travel. I want to go out and I want to do some things and I don't want to have to worry about the money that I'm spending if I'm eating into money that I'm going to need later in life for long-term care. Um, what we found out about him when we started talking to him was that, you know, number one, David was in, in good shape. So this is where we start with a pre-screen. So we're saying, hey, tell me about your medications. Tell me about the procedures you've had or anything you've got scheduled up. Tell me about your overall health. And that gives us an idea of what options are available out there. And David was in, in great shape. He was very sharp mentally. Um, outside of a blood pressure medication, he really had no other medication. So we had lots of options for him. He was taking his Social Security. He had required minimum distributions coming out of his retirement account, which was a decent-sized retirement account. He had cash savings. He had actually sold a rental property when his wife um, became ill. And he said, you know, we just, number one, I just didn't have the time to take care of it anymore. It was something that he was managing himself. And he said, I just didn't have time to do that. So he actually sold it, which he sold it at a good time. He got a, got a good price for that. And that money that he sold from that rental property has basically been sitting in a money market account since then. 
He doesn't want to invest it. He said, I have enough invested with my retirement account. I just, it's been sitting in a money market account since then. He owned his home free and clear, so he didn't have a mortgage there. Um, just, you know, basically in good shape financially. I mean, statistically, David's probably not going to run out of money from an extended care situation unless he's like in a, you know, special memory clinic at $20,000 a month for, for five or 10 years. So overall, he was in good shape financially. Um, but we had lots of options for him where we could get him some leverage and, and get him the benefits of a plan. And that's what he really liked. The last thing that we found out about him is that he really likes to travel and he's been limited to travel because of his wife's illness. And now that she's passed away, he started traveling again. He says, I really want to continue traveling while I can physically. I want to go see my kids and my grandkids as often as I can and bounce around. And so those were some things that we found out about him when we're kind of going through this process. What he wanted from a plan, well, number one, you know, when I ask people, what's the, what's the main thing you're looking for when you're, you're thinking about long-term care planning? What is the number one thing? A lot of people say, well, I don't want to be a burden on my kids, or I want to protect my assets. Well, David said, I want a peace of mind. He said, I want the idea that, that peace of mind that I know I have something to turn to should my health become compromised, that I don't have to sit there and try to figure it out or have my family try to figure this out for me. He said, I just want the peace of mind. He also wanted to make sure that he had someone that could step in and help him in a care situation. And so that's when we started talking about like the different types of plans, the different things they offer. You know, a cash benefit plan is just going to write you a check every month, but they're not going to offer any other services. You have a plan like I have a plan. They're going to actually assign somebody to you and your family. So you have a dedicated person. Think of them as your travel guide that's going to help you through the paperwork, that's going to help you navigate you know, all of the issues with your Medicare and all those other things too and just help you get the care that you need. So he wanted that. That was something that was very important to him. He wanted enough money. He Basically, the way David was looking at this, he says, look, I've got, you know, I'm going to have required minimum distributions. And based on my spending level, he goes, I will not run out of my retirement account. So I'm going to have that. I'm going to have my social security. So I just want enough insurance that will actually buffer that if I end up in, you know, a skilled nursing facility or an assisted living facility that I can just pay for that off of my income without having to sell my assets down or having to sell my house or do something like that. So that was really the way he was looking at it. He wanted a buffer between the income that he already had coming in to make sure that he had enough income to pay for a care situation. Uh, he wanted a plan that would work if he moved. So both of his daughters live out of state and he was considering moving closer to them. He said, I'm going to see kind of, you know, how their jobs and how it settles out. But that's something that he would consider. He said, I'm going to do some traveling initially, but maybe later when I slow down or something, I might move to a different state. So he wanted a plan that was flexible. And by the way, the vast majority of all the long-term care plans that we offer out there are going to work in all 50 states. Some of them work in Canada. We even have some that give some uh, limited coverage in international places as well, too. So that wasn't a problem for us at all. He wanted to pay for a plan by repositioning some of his savings. So he had been listening to our podcast, listened to the client of the weeks. He liked the idea of the asset-based plan. He said, I have a perfect way to fund this right now because I sold this rental property. I'm not putting that money into the market. I can take that money. I can reposition that into a long-term care plan. That's great. And especially one of the big things from his plan, he said, I just want to make sure that if I don't use that plan, that the money isn't wasted, that it goes back to my estate, goes back to my, my family. And so that was something that, you know, was easy to solve for him on our with our asset-based plans. And lastly, on his wish list, he said, you know, when I think about it, he goes, I really want a good company. He goes, I want somebody that's going to be around when I need them, if I need them. And this is such a valid point, folks, because if you were buying a traditional policy anywhere in the 1990s or the, the 2000s, there was 120 plus companies that sold traditional long-term care insurance policies. We're down to less than 10 of those. Now, the contracts are still good. It's just that they're being serviced by somebody else. And so when we talk about a good company, that's what you want to look at. How long has this company been in business? There's some asset-based plans out there that have only been in business for a couple of years. They don't even have a claims department. So I don't have a track record on those. And then we have other insurance companies that have been in business for well over 100 years. And we have 30 plus years of history on how they've handled long-term care. 
So that's something that I always talk to my clients about is like, okay, these are the companies that are out there, but this is something you might want to consider between this one and this one. And back in the day on the traditional plans, I was talking about this a few shows ago, we used to do this spreadsheeting and people would just simply say, well, I'll take the cheapest plan without actually asking any questions or looking at the history of the company. And so David was very smart in the sense he said, look, you know, my priority is not necessarily having the cheapest premium for the long-term care insurance. He goes, I want to make sure I'm with the best company, the company that's going to be there when I need it. And I totally get that. And that's what we try to explain to our clients. So here's what we did for him. Number one, we threw out the traditional plan that wasn't even an option. We just looked at asset-based plans because it checked all his boxes. We can get unlimited benefits. We can uh, have zero payments. We can just fund it with one single move over, repositioning of some assets. He's going to get his money back if he doesn't use it. And he's going to get that concierge claim support, so that dedicated team of professionals to help him. So that's where we started. We said, okay, asset base is what we want to do. These are the companies that offer them. These are the features that these companies have. Now, when we go to lifetime benefits with asset-based plans, it's the same company that I have. There's only one company out there that does that. So that was easy enough too. So now we just have to decide, okay, how much benefit are we going to design and how we're going to fund this? So we really worked backwards from this part. And again, looking at his income that was coming in, he has guaranteed income, social security, he has his RMDs that's going to come through. And he looked at this and we kind of worked backwards on this and we said, well, he thought really maybe, you know, five to $6,000 a month would be a good number. But because David's 73, costs are going up, he's healthy. I said, why don't we either put inflation rider on that, which you can, which means your benefit just grows every year. But when you're in your 70s, or your late 60s, it's actually more cost effective to just go to a higher benefit. And what I mean by that is if I start at $5,000 a month and I put a 3% inflation rider on it, it's going to take 24 years for that 5000 to turn into 10000 For about the same amount of money going into the plan, I can just start at $10,000 all years and there's some additional benefits to it. You're going to have a higher return of premium to the estate because the inflation rider, think of that as a pure cost. I'm writing a check for that, but there's no return of premium on that insurance rider. So this is something I always like to share with my clients when we start talking about, well, I'll do $5,000 and if it goes by 3% a year to try to keep up with the rising costs, that would be good. I'm like, okay, we can do that. Here's what you put in. Or we can just go to $10,000 all years and you're going to have more benefit. You're going to have a lot more features and you're going to get more money back for about the same premium going into the policy. So when I showed that to David, that was a no-brainer for him. He said, yes, let's do that. So that's what we did. We set up a plan. $10,000 a month of long-term care insurance, $120,000 a year. His limit is unlimited, meaning he can be on claim for 10, 15, 20, 25 years. It doesn't matter. He will never run out of his long-term care insurance. So here's what he got. The $10,000 a month, we funded it with a single premium out of his savings, out of his money market account, because this, again, he had sold his real estate, and we took $232,000 and moved it over. Now, this was kind of fascinating to David because David was sitting there saying, well, wait a second. If I took $10,000 a month out of that, he goes, that, that'd be less than two years. I'm like, that's right. You know, 232 divided by 10, you're, you're talking about 23 months. So he's looking at that saying, okay, I was willing to put like $500,000 into this plan because that's what I was thinking I should set aside just in case something happens to me because I don't have a spouse. I don't want my kids to take care of me. If I'm in care for five years or four years at $100,000 a year, he said, that's how I was coming up with 500000 And I said, yes, that's the beauty of long-term care insurance. We get that immediate leverage. It costs us a lot less. So he's going to put 232000 in. We don't need 500000 He doesn't use his plan, that two thirty-two. Well, guess what? It's going to be $250,000 is paid back to the estate. Now, he's 73 years old. If he was 63 years old, that same $232,000 would buy him a higher death benefit, a higher guarantee return to the state, and it buy him a higher monthly benefit. But even at 73, you can look at this. He's going to take 232 out of one pocket. He's going to put all these features on it, lifetime benefits, concierge claim service, all those things, stick it in the other pocket. And if he doesn't use it, he gets to pull out $250,000, goes back tax-free to his estate. So that was a pretty good swap for him because he's like, if I just take $232,000 and invest it or put it in savings, He's at 73. I can't really invest it in the market. So if I put it in savings, it's not going to grow too much, and that's what I would have. So again, that's that leverage. 
The other nice thing about his plan is because he's got that $10,000 benefit, he gets two times that amount for caregiver training and two times that amount for medical equipment and home improvement. So he's got $20,000 if he needs a wheelchair ramp, some grab handles for the bathroom, a stair lift, you know, an intravenous pump, a, a, an adjustable bed, whatever he needs if he's in his home to make his home safe for his long-term care journey, he can spend $20,000 on that as well too. He's got a zero-day waiting period for home care. So again, most traditional plans out there say 90 days. You pay for the first 90 days of care, and then the insurance kicks in. He's got a zero-day waiting for home and community care, which community care means you know, um, adult daycare. So something you would go for maybe four to eight hours a day. That's zero-day waiting as well, too. He's got that concierge claim support. He's got coverage in all 50 states. He's got coverage in Canada. He's got some limited coverage overseas which basically what they'll say is we'll give you $5,000 a month. We'll give you half that monthly benefit overseas for basically up to about four years of coverage. And so he does have some international coverage if he needed it, uh, which is unlikely, as he said. So let's look at what this really does for David. Number one, what was his number one concern? He, you know, what, what did he want from a plan? He didn't want to be a burden on his family, and he wanted a peace of mind. That's exactly what this gives him. It gives him that peace of mind that he won't be a burden on his girls he has somebody to call. He's got that concierge claim support. His girls can still care about him and worry about him, but they don't have to physically try to figure this out for him. He's not going to run out of money. He's got Social Security. He's got his RMDs. And now he's got $10,000 a month for long-term care for the rest of his life for as long as he needs it. That's guaranteed. That's not going to go away. He doesn't have to watch his budget. He doesn't have to worry about how much of that savings he is spending down and whether he's spending his future long-term care you know, budget. So now he has long-term care. He has a defined bucket of money for that. So he can go out. He can enjoy his life and just live it the way he wants, travel, take his grandkids to Disneyland. Whatever it is, he can just go enjoy life. And, I mean, really when you think about it, that's what it's all about. That's that peace of mind. That's what insurance does. And when we look back at what we, how we started this show today, uh, I mean, think about it. Think about what Donald and his brother are trying to go through, trying to figure out how to care for his dad. They don't have that peace of mind. This provides David and his family that security, that guarantee, that peace of mind. And, oh, by the way, I hope David's lucky like all my clients. I hope they're all lucky and they never need this long-term care. He's going to get more money back than he put into his plan. So that's what's wonderful about these programs. I've got to squeeze in my final break, but stick around. i got a great question this week from a listener, and I'm going to go over that with you when we get back. I'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you reposition some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for their next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. 
Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, and welcome back to uh, the Long-Term Care Radio podcast. So you just heard some ads. I do have a couple classes coming up. That's going to be the 11th of May and the 20th of May. So that's a Thursday afternoon and a Saturday morning. And when you go to 525longtermcare.com, just click on attend an event. What's going to happen is the schedule will pop up, whether you're mountain time or Pacific time or East Coast time, the, the calendar will fill that time in for you automatically. And then what happens, you'll get a link for the, the webinar and that's it. You just click on that link and you can watch it in your browser. You do not have to download software. And folks, this is a key. I'm so tired of of um, Zoom and Teams, and I'm not picking on any of them. I'm just I'm tired of all the ones that there's constant software updates and all that. You're not going to have any of that. You just click on our link, and you're going to it's join our class. It's live. You'll get to see me. You'll get to meet my case manager, Madeline, and we'll go through the information and we'll answer your questions at the end. And so that's just a great way to do it. And again. May 11th and May 20th are the next two classes coming up. And download and subscribe to the podcast as well there. If you if you subscribe to that, you'll actually get a notification uh, when they're released. And the podcasts are usually released by Friday uh, every week. So you'll get a notification on that as well too. So um, last week I got a question from a listener, Melinda, and she wanted to know what limitations are there on using your long-term care insurance? Specifically, are you limited to certain facilities? or certain caregiving agencies? And I thought, wow, you know, this is such a good question because really when we think about medical insurance, I mean, we're all in some kind of network or PPO, you know, preferred provider. It's just, you know, oh, you can't do this, can't do that. You got to jump through these three hoops before you can go get the x-ray. Long-term care does not work that way. And so this is such a great question. There is you know, one key thing to understand, there is no network or limitations like there is for health insurance on your long-term care. Long-term care is a bucket of money that's going to come back to you, that's going to allow you to get care from the people that you want to receive care from. About the only limitations there are is going to be dependent on how your policy is set up. And let me explain this here. I've got a few minutes left. We've got reimbursement or we've got indemnity. Indemnity is just a fancy word for cash. And so the difference is most policies like mine is reimbursement. So that means we're going to have that healthcare provider. If it's in your home, they're going to come in. They're going to provide the care. They're going to send a copy of the, 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 the billing receipt to the insurance company. The insurance company is going to go through it, do all the paperwork, and then they're going to send the money back either to you or you can do a direct pay, which means they'll just pay the, the healthcare service provider directly. So that's reimbursement. The only limitation you're going to have on a reimbursement policy is that you have to use a licensed agency or a facility. So if your neighbor decided to start an adult family home and said, hey, you know, Brian, you can move in here. Just give me 1500 bucks and I'll take care of you. You can't use your long-term care insurance on a reimbursement to pay them because that is not a licensed facility. And also you can't pay for what we call informal care, which just means an unlicensed healthcare worker. So a family member or your neighbor's kid that's out for, you know, the summer from college, you cannot do that on a reimbursement. So that's about your only limitations that you have. But as far as using a particular home healthcare agency, there's no limitations. As far as using a particular assisted living or adult family home or nursing home or memory clinic, it doesn't matter. As long as they are licensed, you are free to choose wherever you want. And if you want to move closer to your kids, you know, you live in Colorado and you want to move to Arizona, so be it. Move to Arizona, move into an assisted living facility there. That's not a problem. Now, if your policy is a cash benefit plan or what we call technical term is indemnity. So indemnity just means cash. When you go on claim, the insurance company is just going to look at it and say, okay, you're on claim. Here's your check. So if you have $10,000 a month coming in like like David, they're just going to send you $10,000 every single month. Now, you can go hire whoever you want technically in that case, but there are some, you know, the insurance company's not going to step in and limit you, but you have to understand what you're getting into. 
if you hire a, a licensed healthcare agency, it's not an issue. If you move into an assisted living facility, it's not an issue. The only difference between a cash and a reimbursement in those situations is that you've got to do the paperwork, meaning at the end of the year, you got to fill out the form 8853 with the IRS, which is just simply titled uh, Archer MSA and Long-Term Care Insurance Contracts Form 8853. And it says, how much money did you receive and how much did you pay out? And you got to keep track of that. That's the only difference. On the reimbursement, that's all done for you automatically. However, with a cash or an indemnity plan, you can also hire informal care, meaning you can pay a family member or you can hire your neighbor's college age um, you know, son or daughter that's going to come over and take care of you for the summer. You can do that. It's just that you have to be aware that that's not as great as it sounds because now you become an employer. So the money coming back to you is always tax-free in a long-term care insurance contract, but when you pay it to somebody to take care of you, that's income to them. So when you have a licensed agency, well, they're a business. They'll, you'll pay them. They're going to bill you. They're going to, you're, that's going to be gross revenue to them. And then they're going to pay their employees. And off they go. All the taxes are paid. All the E&O, everything like that is taken care of. When you hire somebody out of the community, you become that employer. So now you technically are legal for uh, or responsible for the, the taxes, for the withholding, for the insurance, for anything like that. And it, what happens on this is somebody will hire somebody and pay them under the table and everything goes along fine until they slip and fall on their caregiver and they hurt them or their caregiver falls and hurts themselves in their house and then all of a sudden they end up in a lawsuit. So just be very aware of there is a downside to a cash if you're trying to pay somebody under the table. But that's the real difference, Melinda. You're not limited with who you can choose. The big difference is whether you can pay formal care or informal care. And to pay for informal care, meaning somebody that's not licensed, you have to have a cash benefit plan. Hey, I've got to get to work, put together another show for next week. So I appreciate your interest and I'll be back next week. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com. The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start with 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com.